0: You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Kim Daily TV, our special guest for you today. He's an alternative investment to franchising. His name is Taylor Lote. Taylor, welcome to the studio of Kim Daily TV.
1: Thank you so much for having me today.
0: I am excited to interview you because you had me in your hot seat, and now it's your turn to be in my hot seat. <laughs> so uh, so Taylor is involved in multifamily and storage investing, and I know that a lot of my followers, they when they first come to the idea of alternative investments, they might think about franchising first, and they meet me, and as they start to build wealth and scale, they start thinking, well, what else can I do? And they may diversify into real estate, or sometimes people start in real estate. Because I think it's a little easier when you have a full-time job. I'm not going to say it's easy. A little easier. And then from there, they're looking for diversification when the real estate market changes or inflation rates go up. And they start looking for diversification. And then they think about a franchise. And then they come to me. So either way, Taylor and I know that we have sort of the same followers. And that's why it's fun for us to share our information on each other's um, channels because, I think everybody who's listening is is could find this information helpful and interesting. So Taylor, welcome to the conversation. I'd like you to explain a little bit about who you are and how you've been involved in over 150 million dollars in real estate transactions. Like that's crazy.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for for the opportunity. Happy to uh, discuss what we do. So. I kind of usually rewind my story to when I first started making some big boy money, got my first job and it was always pretty frugal, I had some money set aside. So I started investing in the stock market, like many of your uh, listeners may have tried. And after a few years, I was looking at my returns. I was doing okay, but doing the math, extrapolating, seeing where it was going to take me, and I was very dissatisfied in where that was going to lead me. So I happened to pick up a particular book, one that is just over my shoulder right now, Rich Dad, poor dad, where. I learned about the virtues of real estate investing and building passive cash flow, and being a business owner, which is really, again, what your listeners uh, like to learn and, and talk about and what we're here to talk about today. So started investigating more about real estate investing, how real estate investors create value in their opportunities. It's not the same as just like picking a stock and waiting for the market to make a decision about whether the stock should be priced higher. Now, we buy properties that need work, need improvements, need operational improvements and add value force appreciation, and then maybe hold on to them, maybe sell them later, depending on you know whatever your plan is. So started making that shift around 2015, 2016 to instead of as I put it, instead of uh, spending time in the Wall Street casino, I shifted over to building wealth on Main Street through real estate investing. So I pretty much dove straight into apartment investing. Some other people like to start and in, in flips or buying a rental property nearby, which is fine. That's a great way to get started if that's what you want to do. But personally, I knew that neither of those really appealed to me. I met a lot of folks who were flippers and a lot of folks who own single families, you know, next door on the corner. And I saw that they weren't really living the lifestyle that I wanted to live. They weren't building the wealth in the way that I wanted to, to build it. So Dove into apartment investing, and and we use the model. It's called uh, syndication, and that's a really big word for a pretty simple concept where a couple of active people go and find a deal and then raise the money from passive investors who participate in the deal. And it's, a, again, a pretty simple idea. That's the way we find the money and, and do the deal, but the business plan of actually executing on the individual deals is different in every case, but adding generally adding value, holding the property for a few years, and refinancing or, or selling it after the business plan is mostly complete. So that's a fairly long answer about how I got into apartment investing, but it really boils down to having a goal and working on it, and then continuing to push those goals forward and and do more.
0: So you're really an expert now in the apartment real estate space. So we, if I have a couple questions. So one. How does somebody decide whether they wanna start with house flipping like you mentioned or get into apartment syndication or even being the syndicator? Like, let's just start there.
1: The first thing to do is to, just like any kind of business that you might wanna get into, is to get educated and learn how the different things, different strategies work and also understand your personal goals and values. So if you want to, build wealth with real estate, but you don't really know exactly how. Well, let's say you're somebody who you just want to do deals on your own. You want to keep it relatively small. You don't want to build big teams. You don't want to work with investors. Then maybe smaller deals make more sense for you. Now, flipping in particular, I think is an interesting example because a lot of folks are familiar with it in the HGTV sense that they understand buying a kind of you know, dilapidated property and fixing it up. But that doesn't really teach you how the deals work, how the numbers work, the pros and cons, or how the tax situation pans out. The flips are not preferably taxed. It's taxed, you know, basically as as ordinary income. Um, But, you know, if you're somebody who, you know, kind of wants to go it on your own, you don't want to take on investors, then maybe that strategy makes more sense for you. If you're somebody like me who wants to i just kind of knew i wanted to do big deals, so that you know that that feeling was kind of hard to you know get away from of course but working with passive investors i i really like to do and you know I, i love talking about investing i always have loved talking about investing so why not you know parlay that into teaching investors about how investing in these deals work and also you know when we do these bigger deals we have teams so Flippers, yeah, you maybe hire contractors and build your teams out that way, but as far as you know, steering the ship, you you're just probably a lone wolf doing your own deals, whereas in an apartment syndication deal, you could have quite a few people who are specialized in any given area, whether it's working with the investors, doing asset management, doing due diligence or underwriting or things along those lines. You have a bunch of people that are kind of in their own silos. You might have one person kind of, yeah, steering the ship, but they're not doing the day-to-day activities of finding, evaluating, and delivering on the deal. So, Getting educated, setting your goals, and understanding what you're really looking for, I think helps guide a lot of folks in the direction that they want to go because there's a lot of ways to build wealth.
0: Are you thinking now is the right time to take control of your future and your finances? Investing in a franchise business could be the perfect move for you, whether you're an entrepreneur, a savvy investor, or you're looking to escape corporate America to own your own business. My franchise consulting services are totally free to you. Please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Now, back to the show. I mean, you sound like the daily coach because the very first thing we talk about when we're trying to figure out what's the right franchise is what are you using the business for? Like, what are your goals? You can't know what's going to be the quote right investment in a franchise or maybe even in real estate, it sounds like. Until you back up and say, what am I trying to create? You know, But one of the distinctions I hear, and I know because I am involved, I have a few different uh, real estate syndications, or I'm part of a few different real estate syndications. One of the key distinctions I you didn't say, but I'm going to say is one, house flipping is not passive, <laughs> but real estate syndication for me, totally passive because I just give my money to people like Taylor, and then I just collect monthly and sometimes uh, quarterly dividend checks so there that's a huge distinction because many times, when people come to me thinking about, I want to build wealth, I'm not getting where I, want to, where I want to be just through my W-2 job and my 401k. And so they're first thinking about a franchise. Well, the number one reason people won't end up here, um, well, the number one reason is money. Just, you know, they don't have enough money or they're not quite ready for a franchise of business investment. But the second reason is time. So, right, if you have a very, very full-time job, sometimes it's hard to figure out where am I going to come up with, you know, the 20 or 25 hours, Kim, can- says I need to invest in a business. And this is exactly why I have passive investments because you all know I have two very full-time businesses, right? My my consulting practice and then my social media business which has a whole life of its own. So, but I need money. I need a place to invest my money that I'm earning. And I need I want to build up passive income so that I don't no offense, but have to be here every day for the rest of my life, right? So creating that passive income engine. So I think the real estate syndication is a really nice entry point for people that are sort of stuck in that conundrum where they can't afford a franchise because of the time, but they really know that what they're doing isn't enough. So they- A a real estate syndication could be something they could they could get into. So on that note, Taylor, uh, talk a little bit about the the dollar values. Like, do you? I know the the ones that I'm in have varying levels of entry in terms of like how much money you're you're looking for minimally from each investor to a maximum. Can you talk a little bit about that, or is it just specific to each deal that you do?
1: Sure, I'll speak in generalities here, not about any particular deal or not even our deals necessarily. But in the real estate syndication space, there's typically any given deal will have a minimum investment that can range pretty considerably. The typical lowest investment you're going to see in the real estate syndication space is starting around twenty five thousand dollars, and then that can scale up depending on who you're dealing with as far as the operator goes. That can go up to two hundred and fifty, five hundred thousand dollars with some of the more more private institutional types of investors. I would say the most common minimums are fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. Just ge- again speaking generally, uh, in the real estate syndication space, because most syndicators want to keep the space or the deals accessible to higher earning, you know, accredited investors who are well qualified. If somebody only has twenty five thousand dollars to invest, then I think a responsible syndicator will say you know you should do something else with that capital this is this is not the right you know place to invest
0: mm-hmm. but along the along the way in the years that i've been a franchise consultant i've met a lot of uh, real estate investors who kind of take the approach with syndication that they go in at the minimum level so they're spread very thin among multiple deals and then I've met other people who have, like me, who have a fewer amount of deals. I guess that's less on our accountants <laughs> because it's still a pretty complicated tax return. But you have fewer deals, but I went in bigger with the deals that I went went in on. And Now, I've only been involved in these sort of alternative investments for, I think, going on to my third or my fourth year. So I haven't yet been around long enough to have the complete payoff, right? Where we, the property was sold and you kind of get like the majority, but I definitely have nice little monthly and quarterly dividend checks coming back, which is just fun to see. And it's, you know, it's mailbox money. I didn't wake up and do anything for it. I put the money in and I just sit back and somebody else is doing all the work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's nice to get those ACHs and yeah, I think it's a, it's a very personal decision whether somebody is really valuing diversifying across deals and syndicators and you're just sticking with the minimums versus going a little bit higher. You know, I, again, very people have their own, you know. Philosophy. values of decision-making. Totally,
0: so. totally. So what are the downsides? Let's talk a little bit about, because I can mean, I, I, the Daily Coach loves to share all the good news everywhere. And I'm often accused, even on my YouTube channel, of like, well, what are the downsides of franchising? Kim, you never talk about the sad stories, you know, and I'm like, well, I'll go somewhere else for that, right? Like the, the 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 positive success stories are the ones that inspire us. And I always say the people that are have mastered what we're doing, they're the role models. They really have the information that we want. The people who are struggling haven't yet figured it out. So they, they might have figured out some things. And I love to say that they have their truth, but it's not always the truth. <laughs> it's just their truth as they see it right now. And as they grow, they might figure out that their truth evolves over time. So, so reeling it back into this conversation, um, with real estate syndication or real estate investments, these alternative kind of investments, what are the potential downsides?
1: Yeah, great question, and it's important to be open and honest about the fact that there are risks in these types of investments, or you know any investment. But we're talking about real estate syndication here. So the the good news is that for passive investors in real estate syndications who are limited partners, for the most part, now always read your documents, right? But for the most part, your risk is going to be limited to your original investment. So if you invest fifty thousand dollars in a deal, you're a limited partner. Uh, uh, a limited investor in an LLC, your risk is limited to that original fifty thousand dollars. You're not going to be on the hook for, say the loan if there was a loan on the property. Now, somebody might be on the hook. The general partner might be on the hook for that loan, but you're capped at that fifty thousand dollars. But the bad news is that losing fifty thousand dollars really stinks. Now, I haven't, but you know I know other people that have in general, when we're talking about these types of deals types of deal, we could line out a few of the risks. Anytime you invest in one of these deals, you're going to get a, a private placement memorandum, a PPM that's going to go through. It's going to be a hundred pages of the ways in which you could lose your money. It's always important to read those and understand those risks. But I would say in general, there are the risks would fall into a few categories. I'd say business plan or execution risk. Like, was it a good plan in the first place that you were going to do? Did the numbers really make sense or was it kind of pie in the sky? And then another big key risk is the 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 people or the personnel type of risk. Do they know what they're doing? Are they ethical? Are they, they going to behave in your best interest? So that business plan risk could boil down to are you going to have the cash flow to pay the debt? Are you going to be adequately capitalized? Is your debt going to kind of make sense in the future. Say there are a lot of folks who bought with floating rate uncapped debt within the last couple of years when interest rates were 2%. Now they're much higher than that. Well, the debt service on those loans has gone up considerably. A lot and of restructuring
0: cap, going on. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Exactly. You're you're in a bad position. Yeah. Right? So that was a big risk there. And that falls down to the the financial side of the risk. You could talk for days and days on the financial side of the the risks in these deals, but Categorize that under you know business plan execution risk. On the other side, when it comes down to the people and their you know morals and ethics and that kind of a thing, is the reality is that people can steal money from you, and you know it's it can be hard to recover. And I'll give you one specific story. Uh, I invested early on as a, a passive investor in a deal in uh, I won't say too much in the southeast and the the property manager wound up getting some general partnership ownership in the company as an incentive to help him to to incentivize him to perform well reading between the lines that actually made him feel like he couldn't be fired he ended up allegedly stealing a few tens of thousands of dollars from us the other general partners discovered that tried to terminate him claw back the shares led to a few year long uh, legal and arbitration battle and we made money in the end, but I think we were really saved by the market is the honest truth in that deal. Uh, The misbehavior of that person, uh, the the property manager, person running the property management company really could have sunk us and led to some pretty significant losses. And I think in the broader sense, that that speaks to, are the people that you're doing business with really going to put your interests first? Are they going to behave in an ethical manner? very important there are ways i think you can mitigate that you can never read somebody's mind right but there are you know criminal background checks you can run you can get references you build relationships over time not just immediately jump in and deals with people but the truth is that you know there are risks in these investments i think there are some folks out there kind of implying or or either outright stating that you can't lose money in real estate investing well it's just not true anybody that was around in the great recession knows it's not true I think there are ways to mitigate those risks, but being clear-headed about the risks when you go in is always, you know, very important.
0: Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're ready to take the first step in exploring franchise opportunities, please reach out right now. My franchise consulting services cost you nothing. Email me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. So what I'm hearing is it's about the people that you go into business with or that you partner with, which is much the same advice that we're off- I'm offering over here when it comes to franchising. So much of what you said is absolutely a direct parallel to um, the kind of back-end uh, relationship and experience and what I know about franchising is what I'm offering to my candidates. When they come to me and they're like, you know, franchising is a blank slate and where do I begin and who do I invest with and how do I know they're legit people and how do I know their track record and they rely on Kim Daly and my 20 years of experience and and relationships in this industry. So, if I'm a franchise consultant helping people learn about the best opportunities in franchising, is it fair to say that you're a like in in real estate syndication that Taylor is uh kind of like that same um, consultant, if you will, if people come to you, if they listen to your podcast, they follow you. Are you teaching and educating and bringing opportunities to them in that same kind of a parallel as Kim Daly?
1: That's an interesting way to put it. I, I haven't thought about it that way. I would say that outside of you know our deals and everything along those lines, my my goal is to help people learn about real estate investing more generally there are an awful lot of ways to invest in real estate not just flipping and syndication like we've discussed here but you know, there's turnkey's and notes and lending and all kinds of other ways you can invest in real estate my goal is to help people just learn about the world of real estate investing and make the decision that's right you know for them because the, again the truth is that the types of deals that I do are definitely not right for everybody not everybody wants to give up control not everybody has the Capital required, not everybody has the time you know time horizon that makes sense for us, and all those kinds of things. My goal is to just help people achieve their goals, you know whatever they are. I suppose you know consultant would be an interesting term. I don't do it you know not that i'm um speaking <laughs> down I don't do it for pay right the the podcast is free i'll you know i I talk with our investors all the time for free um so do so, I, by the way. <laughs> I don't work for people, but they don't pay me.
0: But so, okay, sure, so sure. on that note, um, talk a little bit specifically about what you do. So do people learn from you through your podcast? And if so, what? where do they find uh, your podcast?
1: Sure. Yeah, thank you for, for the opportunity. My show is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show. Our goal is to help our listeners escape the Wall Street casino and build wealth on Main Street by investing in real estate. Uh, new episodes Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. You've been on the show as well. Uh, we do, I like to go a little bit broader and talk about wealth building opportunities and entrepreneurship lessons and opportunities because I think real estate, business ownership, and entrepreneurship are pretty much all the same thing. And you know, if you're buying a piece of real estate to hold it, you're really buying a business that is housed in a piece of real estate. And uh, I think, you know, franchising does go kind of hand in hand or that conversation is very much parallel along the lines of what we talk about. And it's all about, uh, from from my show, it's all about educating people on how these different things work, how to think about real estate investments, how to better understand their goals and hopefully achieve whatever their financial goals are, whether it's financial independence or something else.
0: Excellent. Taylor, thanks for being our special guest here today at Kim Daily TV.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For those of you who want more information from Taylor, remember that his podcast is called The Passive Wealth Strategy Show. Please go find it. And until next time, don't forget that my name is Kim Daly and I want to be your daily coach. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I can't wait to hear from you.